and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. How are you? Welcome to episode 31 of the Money Magicians podcast, the Money Magic podcast. And my name is Vangile Makwakwa. I am your host for the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income and live their best lives. And my guest today is another Money Magic student because I love interviewing Money Magic students and she lives in California. Her name is Ceres Villanova. Am I saying it's, it properly? Uh, it's, Villa, it's Villanueva. It's Villa, Villa Nueva. It Villa means Nueva. new house. Means new village or new house in Spanish. In Spanish. Oh yeah! Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. I butchered it. I <laughs> I don't right. know how to say it, and that's so hard for me to do because usually my name is the one that's being butchered. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't like to butcher other people's names. So, Sarah's welcome to the show. Thank you so much for saying yes for, to this interview. Uh, before we start, can you please tell us about yourself and what you do? Uh, myself, um, we'll go down. I'm Sarah's Vilan Weber. I am a, I live in Los Angeles, California, my adult mm-hmm. life, but I live in different parts. Uh, originally, okay. my parents were from the Philippines. Pampanga territory uh, province moved here because of need for special education here. Um, it's also known as Tava Nation as well because like, I wanted to acknowledge that even though Los Angeles, it's also by like indigenous people living here and are still here <laughs> and they're still living lives and everyday lives as well that yeah. have gave birth to this land. Yes. So that's also part of that affects the rituals I do here. Mm, 
I'm so glad you touched on that because I want to circle back to how it affects the rituals, but continue telling us about yourself. Yeah, uh, but I do currently right now I'm building a spiritual development and intuitive guidance business. It's the seedling form at the moment, which has started just this planted in January. Now it's blooming now. It's already just have like baby crawling, you know, right now it's, it's in the one year like stage of wanting to crawl yeah. right now and it's at the moment it's divination readings mostly in card readings either one-on-one on, one on one or a monthly on the full moon mm. for free donations suggested events mm. the, the bigger plan is to have more of like a cohort or or in one-on-one intensives for those who want to create rituals that support shedding their eager beaver and tap into their you know dream architect but with the combining of practical like spiritual and an intuitive practice and habit building stuff on knowing their whys and hows on their terms so that's really the eventual vision for that Okay. Right now, it's still, it's still a baby. It's still like a baby. And it's my pre-trap brain is still, still art babies and they're nurtured fine. They need mommy to be better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have Patreon accounts, right? Mm-hmm. My Patreon That's account. The same thing with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've shared a, a few. Oh, yeah. uh, I would Patreon love account. to. I can't believe I'm not in your Patreon account. Like, I make it a point to try and join uh, the students' Patreon accounts. So that uh-huh. was like, because <laughs> I love to see what you guys do. So I better understand what it is that your businesses are about so that I can incorporate it into the live videos and start mm-hmm. doing classes around that. So it actually helps me as well. Uh, no, uh, it's like that business. And then the Patreon counts about to creating my own creativity instead of waiting to be self-published <laughs> thing. So mm-hmm. building my content, my creative content. Oh. And one, and the other is a video cast and some form of podcast. So mostly about myself for now, about culture care and my concepts on it. And mm-hmm. which I lived it out as an art, as an art organizer for a long time or working in creative art spaces, community mm-hmm. art spaces and the importance of culture care as a framework and practice. So it's twofold. One is to birth creative things and ideas around creativity mm-hmm. and things related to that and building like videos, uh, videos and podcasts, mostly about myself for now, about culture care. That's basically it. And it all comes down to having a better imagination of what's possible. <laughs> really, that's all that it all comes down that's to. possible the beyond this current yeah. reality. That yeah, we that's basically it. But in a very practical way, in a very like a, a in a way where you can start creating stuff now or visioning now. Mm-hmm. That's really the root of that. OK, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that really madly appreciated um then my next question is to ask about your rituals you spoke i mean we do ancestral 
um, healing in the course, right? And we have Honey come in and she does the drums at times. So there's also, there's a lot of rituals that are other people do. The course doesn't have rituals because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not a shaman or a sangoma. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but and so I know a lot about the importance of working with the spirits of the land and shaman. So you mentioned that about um, the importance of acknowledging the spirits of the land. Why is that so important for people that are doing any kind of rituals or even working with the ancestors of the land? Uh, part of it, like the the biggest thing is about your body is scripture constantly revising itself. A body is a practice of the earth, so obviously you start with the body. But then to, how to do that is to just acknowledge that you're on a present of a different land piece. It's not just a piece of rock on the land. It's land poetry, like you're rocking on it. You're rocking on it, even if you're working just shoes. And it's yeah. not, it's, and I say this is more about having right relationship with the land for what it is now and past and future. And notice your relationship to it because I'm an immigrant child, which is a different relationship than someone who is called to be a caretaker of the land, who is called, and the thing is that a lot at this point is marked by colonization there's just no yeah. sugarcoating it so the yep. thing we Please can do, do not sugarcoat <laughs> thank you i can't say this enough so part of it yes. but those who do not who are not caretakers but also who are not and are just settlers but are not colonizers have this in-between space to mm. learn right with the land that they're like refugees on or their family is on because my mm. family is from another country who had to leave the land mm. for particular reasons. And even that's a privilege to do so. Either yeah. you have to be for many reasons. So, but mm-hmm. so part of it, it's really about having a better attachment to the land based on who you are with the land, which means, which is based on what your Dharma is, based on your community which is why neighborhoods have different flavors, even in a city, even in places and and how that's affected it. Okay, like what with my body and with just where my home is, hmm. where my house is, where it's like, what do I do daily and routines and rituals and rituals is a type of routine. Like, do I wanna call even basicness? It's not even magical stuff. <laughs> and, and stuff like uh, do, where do I want to go for groceries what yes. do where how am I going to have access to the park outside yes am I how am I going to you know build this this practice today or eat or mm-hmm. this or if I want to go out to eat like where do I go yes but so it's every daily thing and the biggest thing is that to i think the best way besides right relationship is to like be present to what's communicating every moment mm-hmm. while just being yourself with the land it's not enough to just say i acknowledge that this is originally from the care of these indigenous people which i always do yeah. but it's also what's my own relation to this 
than up to here. this land, yeah. Land, right out, because then you end up fetishizing the land or you end up like being dissociated from the land. Yes. So how can, like, are there some practices, I'm just thinking that someone can use on a daily basis to start a building a relationship with the land and just... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think one that is not a fetish and, you know, <laughs> one that isn't built off of like guilt or anything. No, but, yeah. yeah. Um, sense, but I think basic is, un- is appreciating like what are native plants here but not, and what not native plants here. Yeah. Like um, big part, I guess I'm coming from like who had worked in an urban farm as part of my job one of my jobs which I did love and is it a part it starts with what are what's the land telling me right now I guess it's talking to me right now as I am in this interview is like like know the hist the beauty of the climate and the per it's really starting with taking as a study of getting to know someone not just because you want to understand for the sake of understanding because yeah. understanding is comprehension doesn't make make guarantee compassion but yes, yes. let's be real uh but yeah, it's like okay true. i think part of land is like what do you like uh what lights you up first and how do you share that with the land that you do in mm. what spaces you like to be in while you're living on here this is such That's, a difficult question these are such I, profound but complex questions i'm finding i think it's yeah like what do you like what do you like to do like how do i share this with the land yes like and energetically you're walking on it every day (laughs) (laughs) you know rather you're going to the grocery store or driving (laughs) yes yes driving like I mean, if you're not like visually or Claire's or any of that stuff, like Dar is like, okay, what, what's like, what brings me joy first with your body first? Because that's the first thing. And what does my body in conversation with the land? Like, do I just want to earth and lie on the grass? And if I want to, like, where is the grass or, or ground that's safe to lie on and you can bring your yoga mat or bring your blanket? Come. Or I can just at the house right now, I don't feel like, like I can lie down. If you can mm-hmm. lie down, if you sense like I just want to walk, you can walk. If I want to be a place where I want to eat outside a restaurant because I just want to just have someone taken care of to me, mm-hmm. find a place where a business I want, business I want to support and there I can feel the land there. So it's it's hard to answer this because it it requires honestly no be honest of where they really are body wise, and then you can talk to and the land. And so many of us are not in our bodies. So <laughs> no challenge, right? It's like I have to be in my body to actually be aware of the land. And as we're having this conversation and what you just said, it's also helping me understand the complexity, part of the issue with the. Where climate change and why we can't get to a conclusion is because some of us don't even realize like we're floating outside of our bodies or we're living in our heads so we don't really ever feel a true connection to the earth that we step on so 
it's hard to find compassion for earth when we can't even tap into our own bodies <laughs> and feel ourselves and feel our own emotions. Yeah, it's, it's something I learned through going for about seven years of leadership and healing development. It's really originally to find myself first and find the ancestors and that helped me go forward. Like, oh, this is the land, my family, oh. and also this is the land here. And it's when... I would say that when, when you're used to like growing up with special ed kid and being seen as the ugly duckling and how to shed all that, I'm still shedding this, which affects like, you know, okay, how do I appear for a job when this is running my head? How can I source the earth and all the elemental spheres for a job interview if I don't feel worthy to even have them in my life, to even invite money? To even invite them. So it's like, because earth and water is related to money, uh, you need to know how okay, to Okay, like now you just like took us down a whole tangent. It's like, <laughs> backtrack, earth and water is related to money. Please teach us, school us, what do you mean? I'm serious. Um, like, I'm, I think I know what you mean, but I'm not 100% sure. So school me too. <laughs> <laughs> um this is just like few months like several years of um with my body and mm -hmm. this is like connection to the body that I learned through an anonymous counselor who is an anonymous artist counselor is that you start with body because then it's from the same minerals as the earth and water let's be honest yes yes <laughs> and, and then from there you can sense and also ancestors are also in this with DNA, with epigenetics. Yeah. And so learning to just communicate with sensations, like what's that? Mm. What's the flow? And also what what makes you well, why makes you ill? Uh, because you're made up a system. You're made of like a body, not just that, but a cultural body of your own. Your own, you're a living ecosystem, basically. You're a living yeah. ecosystem. So you have to recognize that, which does take a while because it means recognizing that you have a self. <laughs> uh, and that took me a lot of time to do. And it's still yeah. ongoing because I'm now at a place where I need to honor myself in connection to everything, in, even in this modern house that I'm living in. And just something like what's there, what's, there and even your own trauma reactions and stuff which and give yourself a sense of safety to do that like what's mm -hmm. the internal safety so that you can be in conversation with your trauma responses instead of just letting them run over your head like five seconds mm -hmm. every minute every hour yeah and that's always starts there because what you're learning to have a secure touch to your body you'll eventually learn this with the earth and the waters because mm. because for a lot of us who are wombs, yes. particularly at hearts or past lives or some of us have past lives as priestess shamans and or people with wombs, um, we're part of us receive you know we have to receive the information on our body, receiving like what sort the magic is already in our body 
and what even the trauma response is like can give us clues without a resolutions without forcing it to be like manifesting stuff mm-hmm. and the deeper part I think it's always coming back to the body really because without it then you can't sense the earth and water because mm-hmm. water are receptive and powerful when angered <laughs> but powerful elements mm-hmm. elemental spirits yeah. I, I and, mean and I and if heard... you can't receive it you can't receive money you can't receive the spirit of money because you can't receive your body you can't you can't sense the mm-hmm. of water because it, it, i mean now you're going to say give like whatever or want to manifest something but you can't have the water from if you can't even handle receiving like what does your body want to need and give it to it <laughs> you know this this like who which podcast interview i know which podcast guest did we go really deep with there was a i know in this podcast guys i think it was with oh it was with mary lou um so it's in the 20s podcast number 20 something i think or at least the late teens where we talk about this they're like it's really really difficult to manifest money if you can't receive even on a physical level, like pleasure or just receive the bare basics for yourself because it's all connected, right? So if we can't receive even any kind of small amount of pleasure or just feeling, then it's going to be a lot harder for us to manifest money. It doesn't mean that it's an impossible and that people no. can manifest lots of money without that, but it's just so much easier to do this if we're open to receiving and I guess like receiving what the earth has to offer. But as you're talking, I also know that there's been lots of studies done that like water carries memories, right? So like, Water carries a lot of memories and that earth has also retained so many memories. So the earth itself has memories. It's like these are living, breathing organisms and we're just not able to see it because while being human, we are so disconnected from ourselves. So how could we possibly start to notice that these are organisms with their own Uh, that have been alive for so long just like they've done studies now that trees are able to communicate with each other you know through a complex through the complex root system they just send messages to each other and that trees themselves also like your thousand year two thousand year old trees carry memories they remember the people that have come to sit there they like sucking everything in taking it all in So I'm really, really loving this conversation because, yeah, I do feel that it is important to connect with the ancestors of the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it, for me, it, I would say the, by myself, like it, this is like my own body. And every time I, now I, did, I have expanded much for the last several years mm-hmm. that, it kind of taps like for example i do uh call it with the writing with a right with a story writing coach about how to write with the body and the ancestors of the land and What? learning that you teach that 
I know I learning that I am learning this for for about seven months now with this person who guiding this process because part of it is that she specializes in helping people memoirs and nonfiction mm -hmm. storytelling, but it starts with the tr letting your body speak so that you can do like the basic writing process and things that come with it like procrastinations with much more be able to hold those stories as you're putting them down on your computer or journaling and through that process like so many memories like the whole memory thing like my body remembers all kinds of things <laughs> like bloodlines sometimes because of that we combine ancestors yeah there's blood ancestors and affinity or guardian angels coming down mm -hmm. sometimes you let the, the your thoughts of your body speak about where tension lies or where pleasure lies you write stories from that you process mm -hmm. and then you do a narrative practice see how they're all tied together and it's and you're just learn and you read out loud like what you're written without judgment so that way you get used to hearing what is processed or what a body part is telling you or what a spirit is telling you or what the land is telling you or what your body wants to with a prompt today what a prompt that we're learning today for and usually we choose like three or five stories for about every 10 minutes because it's just letting them speak out loud without editing yourself and those memories that come out are like just like <laughs> raging from Oh. ancestral line ranging from like maybe things of like oh there's a spirit is uh i've been wanting to communicate and so that they want messages down it's like it's really really wild like and that's just my own little body like sitting just like trying to figure out okay how do i get better skills of writing a memoir and fiction book and poetry book and then all, all this flying out of this techniques kind of writing process and technique of writing with the body just like writes out all kinds of stuff this is fascinating and i'm like this is just the memory thing like affirming because we're earth and water like it this, yeah. this is my own body this is just mine and yeah and, and now but I'm that's the it. thing right it's it just basically proves that honestly we are carrying memories that are not just our own that we're out here wilding away at times trying to work away at healing certain things and we're like and that's why some of us will be healing 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 we're like why the heck is this not shifting well because you're healing your own stuff and what is causing your drama is not your stuff right? oh, <laughs> wow so this is just so powerful and i love that you're literally proving the fact that the body never lies and that the body carries <laughs> all the memories of our ancestors and can also tap into memories from everything around us right well yeah because when you call them and sometimes they have like things have messages <laughs> usually your body heart sometimes your affinity ancestors or your guide because mm -hmm. sometimes there's a prompt like let's see what the guide there are times where you correct the element spirit and you just have to give yourself space. Like if you want to have to talk to water, like what does your water want to tell you? Right, sometimes it's just telling you what you need to hear sometimes. It's just you process and write it. It's like it's learning that I'm like that. 
put me in a position where it helped process so much of the uncarried ancestral stuff that I was unconsciously realizing that that's not me, but then I'm connected to it. That I am not me, but I'm connected to it. And mm. that it, it did explain a lot of things growing up. It explained like the money stories that I internalized. It explains um, oh, why dots are persistent in my head because it's also me and it's also them. It's them and me. It's mm. always them and me. And yeah. And I'm at a place where because I experienced expanded a lot but it also means inviting more of these people in and I'm like I can't exile you you know because that's disposing so uh, the way that and I know the way that you've spoken about ancestors in the money magic cause you've been able to just keep up right like so I mean, I don't know what the other students from other countries are going through right because we've got people from all walks of life in the cause I've just been very fascinated because as you're talking (laughs) and you're talking about inviting more ancestors in and body more, it's almost like there's a similarity in the culture, you know, so I'm just really, really fascinated. I mean, this is like healing my line because I want to live my full dharma because, Mm. and, but part of it, because it's already started because I really want to have my wishes come true. And, and also realizing like I want I don't want to die without any form of that happening honestly but it meant confronting what I knew and my family has been through a lot like this film people by the economic achievements that we did it be really for generational wealth but it doesn't mean that it doesn't trigger not only me because it amplifies but it also amplifies the call to reconcile with the ancestors and the, mm-hmm. and the land of this land because it's amplifying it. Because like we, I would say this, but not the reality is that there, I was the daughter of a black sheep who is breaking the cycles of stuff. <laughs> that yeah. that is the reality. Was that her. your mom or your dad? My mom. That- your mom my mom's side and yeah breaking away and the paradox is that that my mother's side that's the more magical side of things but it also has the deep spirit of, of poverty and how it, it really affected the family relations and she was breaking away yeah. from it yeah from it and i'm living with some of the family as i'm speaking right now and so yeah. this is like very potent for me of how to break away the first that i did not have to even though I was working class, I did not have the situation of inconsistent food or hunger that my grandmother and my mother had experienced. But my mother just said, even in realms of poverty growing up, she's like, I'm going to make something come true. And that has done to me. And But the way it's coming true is now, it's going to be completely different because all I can say is that I grew up with two accountants and it shows that the, the no amount of money knowledge and business knowledge met. It does help because you need to be practical, but it realized, oh, there's something bigger than me. That's why mm-hmm. besides my, my size myself. And yes. it made me forced me. The, when I graduate and, and things amplify, not just the wealth, but political things here amplify here. Like when, 
2008 crash. And Americans don't know that when if American economy is like in deep doo doo, the rest of the economy does, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I you know, as people are outside of Western countries don't realize that how Western countries are behaving affects everywhere else. They do not. Mm-hmm. I, I knew kind of, which is why I'm working hard to transmute everything that's happening here, but here and it affected my chances of job and and it, it triggered not just resentment with current lifetime but resentment of the ancestors which now I'm realizing that's happening because and it took me so long to accept that even though I did make the commitment to choose jobs that I like they're not on the say in the dharma enough that it can financially support me to fulfill mm. my artistic ambitions to mm. fund myself and it's been revealed like to every venture I had three failed businesses. Three failed. Wow, like, three failed businesses. Yeah, three failed. I saw uh, resume. I've had two failed businesses before Wealthy Night. Well, well, side businesses, but two failed registered businesses with all two the side businesses failed. Two side oh. businesses failure. Uh with dealing it's with this, dealing with seeing like family estrangement unraveling while mm-hmm. I'm going through this. And so family estrangements and the implications of that affecting mm-hmm. my, my immediate family of my mother's side. And so it's, and also like internalized ableism, the internalized sexism and racism on me. And so it just amplified everything. And I didn't know what's going on. like. I didn't start really knowing and being secure enough in my own situation. It was not, you know, but it it took like, you know, in me, it's like, I need to still find a way to be alive with what I love to do. And it's not doing what I love is not like a, a, you know, whitewash phrase. It is my own life and death of fulfilling what my soul wanted to do. It's not a joke to me. Of course, again, the common hustle culture where people are still worshiping, they turn it to a joke to, to, really <laughs> mean, to mean that you love what you do, you don't get paid what you do, or you yeah. don't have good boundaries. Mm-hmm. But for me, it is essential now, and even more so, because, it, it like, you know, the, you know, and, and that's, and the work of call is really realizing like, you know, bank account as usual thing. Like, I can't keep doing this. I can't, mm. I mean, I appreciate the support of my parents, which I am very grateful for to even rather through, like, there has to be something more than this because I'm not getting even part-time consistent job. Mm. And this is someone who is not like super working class. Yes. <laughs> you know? So what more about someone who is in the working class, right? Yeah, and then and and oh. I'm like I, I I but I have a calling, and I like I need to really in me is like you know I need to figure out a deeper way of doing this. So I mm. so part of it is like okay, I need to reach out. That's when I found people of color mentors who are trailblazing a radical view of doing entrepreneurship, which later evolved a radical view of leadership, realizing leadership needs to proceed entrepreneurship, otherwise you can't do the basic goal setting stuff. 
Yes. Which I did not know that this person who is a person of color who is also initiating Fa is going to be initiating Fa. And that process of initiation and the growth of that business and the evolution of that, that cohort, that, that, that person and their business for helping entrepreneurs and leaders tap into both the practical and spiritual sacred mm-hmm. leadership also will be the key to realizing uh, it purpose is the organizing principle like knowing the evolving dharma and essence is the organizing principle without that then how can money how can you tell money how to support you because probably spirit of, and i'm realizing spirit of money has been telling me all along that you're not meant to have a side job and to just fund <laughs> your art you need you're meant to have a career which i didn't completely listen because I said I thought liking what I do is enough like if it's just it's right, enough, like, enough but that's what we're taught the money will come if you like what you do right and so uh, and then also we're taught that if you truly like what you do you won't care about the money right no so, uh, no spirit mind is like yeah it's not enough you it has to be aligned with the overall dharma yeah um that's going to be revealed, which meant that there are some things where Dharma-wise, they can just afford to just job that they like to do and have that be a separate thing. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, you were never that. That's <laughs> not going to happen. We're showing many ways that, that, that yes, this is aligned with your desire, but it's not for your overall yeah. organizing center of gravity that is the prayer of your own. And that's not going to be your, basically, if I, because your overall dharma doesn't have to be aligned with your career, but translation, it has to be for me, which mm. I did not 10 years and not listen to shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing you say is that everyone has a different purpose, right? That some people can have like the side hustle of the arts and keep a proper job. And some people, it's that for whatever reason, their ancestors, yeah. they calling their souls require them to live the full art life or the full healer life yeah the full yeah yeah they don't have that option because i and i and i've seen that i have seen that That, that's telling me like and they're like no it's (laughs) the full life because if you want to fund your lives on artists you need a full life of this role this organizing purpose principle that you are sharing as a career to fund your creative stuff which is basically writing writing books and all that jazz because i want to be a writer and i thought diamond decided that i like so that i can just do it like well it well living your dharma and making a career out of it is fun is essential for you i'm so sorry to tell you but i didn't listen because i did want it easier and I thought the belief is that no, because the belief is that easier would be having the the art as a side hustle, as a side gig, and then having a full time job because yeah, then you're what, getting a salary, you're you're getting all these other things. But I love what you're yeah. saying because 
what makes logical sense may not be what may how your spirit of money no. wants money to flow through to you. No. So like yeah. living a life that's a spiritual leader and be funded for that, then you can have your art side hustle steady. Mm. I was like kind of mad because I wanted the art life of my life. But yeah. like, no, no, live out your dharma first and be paid for it. <laughs> that is like the <laughs> bottom, like and be willing to risk for that. And be oh. smart about it, but but be willing to. And it's showing because I'm getting all the pandemic support checks coming <laughs> to be able to do both the Patreon page and this right now. Like, yeah. And it wasn't because I'm, I'm smarter than anybody else. Let's just be real. Like, you know, there's a people, you know, it's really showing a lot that no, you're not. I love you're, that. No, I'm getting all these support checks. I'm getting all these support grants. So wait, Sarah, I'm going to play devil's advocate. You want to tell me that by following your path, listening to the spirit of money, not <laughs> doing the traditional get a job, hold down the job, but really working with your spirit of money and honoring what your spirit of money has asked of you, you are getting money from that. <laughs> Why? That's insane, right? What? <laughs> Um, in the most unconventional places like I just received like like this you know community arts group that I always been doing for years mm -hmm. for you know admin and finance I'm gaining it earlier my wow earlier because it, the pandemic I've been doing more admin this year because we're not doing live shows because of the pandemic that they're like oh we're gonna give like an earlier uh pay than the end of the year Wow. Like just last week. Like give what? us about the process it but to tell to the organization that is a fiscal sponsor, but you know, <laughs> it's like it, it, it's just little things, like very yeah. little things. But you know what it is? It's gosh, I don't know how many times I'm gonna say this in this podcast, but everyone's <laughs> gonna hear systemic oppressions any less evil i'm sorry that that's not that 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 i don't i want to like be real that's a set is real like it's not because i am any more privileged to figure that out it's because spirit is finding ways to hack this that really works for the, myself mm -hmm. and my family yeah it, well that, i think that's a, it's that's so counterintuitive in a world where we're taught to make decisions from the practical versus to make decisions in alignment with our spirit, let alone like the spirit of money. I know when I started bringing out the spirit of money meditations, people were like, oh my God, we refuse to do this. And what is this? You know, <laughs> like, And it's just, it's hard to explain the spirit of money work. So we're not it's even going to try on this. Yeah, we're not going to try. But, but yeah, the point <laughs> is that like certain multiple spirits, not just one, it's multiple spirits yeah. who are called to work with me on this. Yeah. Because you, you need a, a spirit support village. Don't just rely on one one being to talk or, or, yeah. or your ancestor. They're all like, and they're hacking ways mm. to, to work with basically bypass systemic nonsense. In ways hey that can we all it. have more of that, <laughs> you know, more that will help the win win good, but yeah. that would mean you have to learn to relax into it and not adopt the dominant ways that 
that you know that yeah you will get more money but it you will end up losing it and to the to, to, to and your bank account's going to be a dust bowl it's going to yeah. be a, a a dust bowl and you're re-traumatizing yourself in the process it's oh let us not talk about that the re-traumatization just like you know the thing that gets me we don't often talk we talk a lot about hustle culture but we don't talk about what like the all the other systemic oppressions that are built into hustle culture right like how we're taught to swallow our voice how we're expected to do business with people that discriminate against us that make us feel less than all for the sake of money right and how that is a form of re-traumatization not just to ourselves but to the ancestors that we walk with imagine you're walking into spaces where like literally you are constantly to earn money you are constantly being put down and shouted at or treated in a particular way because of your race and that we don't think about what that's doing we're like oh yeah we can take it because i need a paycheck i'm like i can take it however i'm also walking with my ancestors we walk with many right as you said we work with many spirits and now i'm walking into these really toxic workspaces and every time words are hurled at me microaggressions are hurled at me my ancestors are being re-traumatized as well so i'm like how do i expect them to actually show up and do the most work with me when they are still getting secondary trauma because of me and right. <laughs> and that i am also oh in this situation so for me it's always <laughs> been about that but i just I guess like this podcast is the one where I get to talk about that because I haven't had an opportunity to actually explain that part of what upsets me about the cultures that we're expected to maneuver and work with like hustle culture. Like, again, I always say to people, I feel like part of why I break through in terms when I rest and um, basically prioritize ease is that I give my ancestors to also rest and prioritize ease. And out of just gratitude, they just like, here, child, you are teaching us, you are healing us here, go, 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 you know? So they also get to enjoy things. But like when I'm busy re-traumatizing a people that have been oppressed and forced to work by actively buying into that same culture, whoa no you've got it like we've got to rethink this on a serious serious level no yeah exactly that's what they're like you know we're running with the hack we're not gonna put you through there we're and it's good whole family at the moment yeah. you know that that's really what's going on oh i didn't end up expecting through it to be honest that i think the thing the lettuce like wanting to say stuff because it's like because it's more what I'm saying is, it's obviously a reminder of myself that you know, don't feel reminder, but don't feel guilty of where I am at right now because at least you're because um, you've done the work, right? Sure. Also, I think I support that. Don't feel guilty where you're at because honestly, you've made an unconventional choice to work through spirit, and spirit yes. is supporting you right yes. and it can sometimes feel like i don't do a lot 
because here I am and things are <laughs> falling into my lap and money is coming. But actually you are doing a lot. Maybe you're not doing a lot for earthly people, right? But the people, <laughs> like all the other helpers in the spirit world that are doing the most, you're doing a lot by healing yourself and healing them. And so they are also able to come to the party and say, we want you to keep doing this work, you know? And also, I think we live in a culture that tells us, how, how many people have you heard that say, I will follow this path and I'll follow my purpose. Once I've done, once I've gotten the job and I've made enough money from the job. That and- was me. That was like me for... <laughs> You know, if I was financially secure, then everything would be perfect. Like the perfectionist. I, I know this. That is what my voice was. That <laughs> right? is, that is ex- meanwhile, spirit is like, follow your path and everything else will come, will fall into <laughs> alignment for you. Oh my but gosh. then we make it so freaking hard because we're like, no. First, I'm going to go all the way and go get the job, do everything, burn myself out, and then I will follow the path. And somehow the money doesn't, and somehow the money will come from that. (laughs) You know, I think the people then, yeah, and of course, it's one that's naive because, you know, because um, what it's coming through is that is that part and this is a contest of predominantly us but it exports this nonsense everywhere it's the protestant work ethic and the prosperity gospel which is not real money magic and it's idea that you have to basically they got it to a warlord and the <laughs> idea that if you're if you're if you're not what they like then you're then you are never going to be chosen Mm, don't get me started on God's favorite and favoritism because I'm like that's what and, and prosperity that's my prosperity have, yeah divinity yeah. cannot have favoritism it just is no there's no favoritism <laughs> but but that's what the myth is and unfortunately like prosper- cannot, gospel like, is sold as, as as you know as as money magic but that's not money magic money magic is not favoritism that's I think the deepest part is like here and challenging as I'm living proof that, and sometimes I, I think that's where I'm unlearning this gift constantly because I have in a way in terms of the prosperity gospel, but it's in, but it's internal, but, it, but it's based on having a favorite. Yeah. If you're not favorite, then it's someone else's fault yeah. uh, or that God doesn't love them. And, You've you just know, given and, us the whole God wound. Well, not the no, whole but wound. but that is oh, what a lot of people don't realize about about like you know the prosperity gospel myth, like, and they think it's money magic. Yes, yeah, money magic, but it's wrought with this favoritism, mm. which leads so, to like, and and which, that 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 it's like this poison. This how I say this, like it's like this is what, and at least to people who reckon who saw through that even more resentful of money. It's like, why are these people saying this, the this this ideology of prosperity gospel when it's not real magic? It's worse than that. It's worse than that. And at least because run. you know why. If you look at the prosperity uh, gospel at its core, it says 
Well, it, the reason why you are not breaking through is because you do not have enough faith, right? That's really it's what not, it is. Yeah, it's not that the systems we work with are corrupt. It's not that they- It's not trauma. Are, it's not like you, you just need to tap into the, your magic. That you, need to, you need to have enough faith. And what it does is it also absolves the oppressors of um, any kind of um, guilt or any kind of blame for whatever role they are playing in an oh oppressive my, system, I right? This is why this. they love it. They love, love, love it. it. And, and it's because alienating. It's like a parent alienation of money. That's what they're doing. This is like parent, you know, if you, um, the misfortune of, Sadly, I've known people who have experienced parent alienation from a horrible ex. That's pretty much what's happening. Spirit of money is alienated from it, from a horrible ex. And remember, you can't even talk about ancestors because it's all about your faith and all that. So it's it's just so much there. And this is, so guys, if you're listening to this, this is not me going against religion or being anti-religion, but a lot of our belief systems, all of our belief systems need to be examined. They need to be questioned, right? I do believe there is a higher power. I do believe there is a divinity, but I also do believe that what humans do with divinity is extremely, um, can be extremely oppressive at times, right? It's hard to tell people that like are really struggling their nervous systems are going through the most that well the reason why you are not breaking through is because you don't have enough faith sometimes it's no it's because your ancestors oppressed my ancestors for centuries and now I don't have any land and because I have no land I can't grow food and because I can't grow my own food I'm more I have to rely on certain kinds of foods with more chemicals and I don't get access to healthy food because organic food is so expensive so that means that I'm more likely to fall ill and then I have to spend more money on healthcare but did you forget the point where I don't have land, so I don't have investments and I can't, and I haven't been able to build generational wealth. So now I've got all these extra expenses, right? Yeah, so people don't, they don't want to name that. Have a conversation about. They, we don't want to <laughs> name it that because that's why the land back is important. And mm-hmm. I find that they're willing, that they're very willing to collaborate with anyone who's there you just need to show up as yourself and your ancestors and just attend build repertoire with the land like which doesn't have to require like living in a cave mm-hmm. or any of that like it's really just what it's like any way you build a relationship it, it's that this is comes back home but that's why the process damaging and but I feel like a lot of people are like, let's be honest, too macho about admitting that 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 the current like co-optation of law a law of attraction and spiritual money principles is baloney, which it, and that's not real. Like I was able to source more money from like actual like money altar even though it doesn't go money, then learning about believing that if God provides for me, like then I am favored baloney. 
Because it's not um, I think it also brings this big rift between us and the divine. Because yeah. if I, if my friend is going to church and praying and getting lots of money from that, and I'm going to church and I'm praying and I'm not getting lots of money from that, I am more susceptible to draw this conclusion that I am not God's favorite. Yeah, that is. Right? So then uh, it just then starts to create this deep, our faith rift between me and divinity and me and my own uh, relationship with the divine and my own relationship with the divine parts of me, because then I will start having issues with divinity, which by the way, guys, this is the core of the God wound work, right? It's like starting to redefine what divinity means to us and how that is affecting our relationship with money, because some of us have um, well, not me because I didn't grow up in the church, but most of, most people did have gone through that. And without even knowing it, we have internalized these beliefs. So even me who hasn't gone to church, who didn't grow up in the church, I internalize that, right? Because why is it that everybody is doing all the work and they getting blessed? That means that somehow God has it out for me, you know, because hello, People are doing the most and not even doing half of what I'm doing, but they're getting their blessings. And the more that you hold on to that, right? And that whole, like, some people are highly favored, some people are not, it actually doesn't help in the long run, right? No. I mean, it's great to believe that. If you believe that you are highly favored, by all means, keep believing it because that belief system is working for you. But for those of us who are watching and have never had that concept of being highly favored the god wound needs to be healed and i was one of those that really really believed i was on the opposite spectrum of highly favored <laughs> like, i was like in fact i am highly cursed you know that's what i used to believe because it's like i would be watching all these people and then i would try the whole like okay i'm gonna pray i'm gonna do good but it wasn't like doing good and doing things truly to help other people it was so that I could be in God's favor <laughs> which also did not which doesn't help the issue at all no. so I'm so glad that you brought this up because so many of us are walk are walking around with that and then we're beating ourselves up for not having enough faith just like in the law of attraction you're not grateful enough you are too fearful you shouldn't like yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like, if only you felt more gratitude, if only you thought more positively, my response to that is always like, it's hard for me as a black woman to be expected to think more positively when I am constantly met with microaggressions by the outside world, right? Like, you're asking me to do mental gymnastics, change the system for me. Let's talk about how, I, how changing the system can help me be a more positive and smiley and bubbly human being. Right? Like, exactly. I would be very smiley and bubbly if I lived in a fair system, right? But then to expect, and there's something so violent about expecting the most oppressed and the most impoverished people in the world to start thinking and acting positively, right? Like if I were to go to a hectic place be it anywhere in the world right like any ghetto in the world the us south africa ethiopia 
uh, India, the UK, anywhere. And I find people really struggling. And then I'm like, if only you could think more positively. Oh, Your situation. That, that is human, humane. That, that, does, that means you're not connected. That is a disconnect. That there are, disconnect is not going to get you money at all. Let's be real. It, because part of it is money's relationship. And if you're dissociating and mistake mm-hmm. that for positivity, uh, I think not only that are is, you being true, cruel, it's cruel, but it's cruel. It is cruel and it's extremely violent because it's, I'm like, bypassing so many socioeconomic issues and saying and that's not not to say people don't get out of these situations right guys but the thing is that 10% do and then the other 90% don't so then we need to start instead of us being like oh it falls on the individual because they are not thinking positively it's like hell yeah I also challenge you to think positively if you are going through the most in life, you're living in dangerous neighborhoods, you're currently having to worry about physical survival, you're, uh, you've, got a pair, you've got family members that are struggling with addictions and all sorts of things as a result of trauma, help me figure out how positively you're going to remain right. throughout the day. Right? I, I don't deal with that. <laughs> that that aches me because it's still and the people don't realize that you can't just dump money on the problem if they haven't yeah. built your money because it just amplifies it like i mean yeah. we see lottery winners besides it's two things the system and the and the reality of things being amplified so you can't just dump money on on the impossible either anyways exactly so this is where we need to start thinking about what is going on like how does the environment start to impact the nervous system and how does the nervous system start to impact the psyche and how we approach things, right? And I feel like part of the issue is that we're always thinking that it's one solution, that it's the positive thinking or it's just systemic. And I've always felt like it's so much more. It's about changing the systems, but also helping people heal Mm -hmm. from these traumatic systems that they've been living in right so that they can start healing uh, so that now we can then after Mm -hmm, that has mm -hmm. happened we can start talking about mindset and financial behavior who yeah so this is my grand passion guys i'm gonna get off my soapbox now (laughs) Uh, no (laughs) this is real because like when the systems it means it's twofold like how do we sanctify our nervous system and sanctify our ecosystem mm-hmm. so that because money is not going to money spirit of money and money is not going to come in like i think a lot of us internalize this war god thing thinking that the spirit of money and but is going to force itself on you when you're ready department mm-hmm. it's not going <laughs> to go against that I, I hate to tell you that and and you know i hate to tell you because which meant that the bigger thing is that how do we uh, nourish our overall nervous system and ecosystem Mm -hmm. and teach people how to receive like the things and know that they deserve to receive the things. 
I that is what we want to tell that kind of mindset, not telling them like, oh, if I think positively, like it's going to go, go poof, uh, <laughs> go poof or tell them, or you need to remember, help them remember their agency and collective agency. It starts with perceiving and starting with knowing that they are alchemists. Otherwise, like none of this mindset thing is going to work because they, they don't and know also, the truth about themselves. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry to tell you, but making you need to it's more we should focus on help remembering their own agency mm. in wherever they are because i mean how are you gonna i mean how are you gonna tell someone who's um impoverished that oh you just have to assume the best uh no you, mm. you have to teach them the agency and know that that their dignity mattered and what mm. they need mattered mm. and that they deserve to get it not telling them that Ooh. oh uh, um not telling them that that they just have to adapt to to nonsense. Yeah. Like you know, not not <laughs> not assuming anything. You have to help the help of their agency, and we have to also and with that processor reclaiming their agency, we have to just be open to the to the um, uh, spiral process of of what relearning that skill is which mm. means we can't it means we cannot control like about how someone else heals because heals either because that's still colonial mindset to tell them that mm. yeah because we don't need any more people to tell that we need to adapt to sick society we, oh we, yeah we need to tell like people that that we, they can calibrate the vibration of the whole group and the mm. group think and that it is possible to learn that skill and learn that capacity, not making them feel like they either have to just to either completely assimilate to that or or like just like go at it or just like wait until till Sky Daddy favors them. We don't need any of that. <laughs> Sky Daddy. That, no, I'm not, that, that's not tell people that at all. <laughs> it, yeah. It's not I mean, any of those. Yeah. 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 I know. I'm so glad that you brought this up. Well, I got on my soapbox about like broken systems and <laughs> how like <laughs> all these things are like we don't realize just how much trauma does to the body and the nervous system. But I wanted to just ask you. Uh, what does money mean to you? Usually I would ask this question right up front, but since we're nearing the end of the interview, we might mm. as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Money mean to me, it shifts a lot. Before money used to mean that it was to hurt me or is what held for me because I thought it was only for the favorite. Yeah. Uh, as well as, yeah, I had this, but not how I want it. So that's was a rocky start, the and it's no longer is. Now money is, is is like water to 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 nourish and drink, mm. and to make space for. Mm. I love and, that. And trusting that the relationship of money will be, will be will be what will be win win. Mm. that's where I am at is learning how to be women when I don't have to look how someone else does it yeah but how to make a win-win for both of us yeah and I think that's such a beautiful um description because 
often what we're taught in the society, and I think so um, subconsciously and unconsciously so, is that, well, um, to make money, someone has to lose it, right? You have to figure out how to get it from others. And I think it does come from this history of colonization, right? And um, slavery and that like, a lot of times, a lot of these Western countries and a lot of um, other countries have built, well, not, I don't want to say other countries, really a lot of Western countries have gotten their wealth. <laughs> but let's just keep it real. Yeah, I'm like, nope, mm -mm, I can't think of other, of other countries, but like a lot of Western countries have built their wealth from colonization, like that colonization kind of upped the wealth game for them. And so it also then altered the way that us as a human race, the way that we perceived money was that, oh, you it's a take from those that are from others and you leave them with less as long as I have more, right? So is that I having money is at the expense of the other as opposed to how can I have money and others also have money that what's good for me, my profitability can also be good for others that I can make money by also but also leaving others better off without having to completely drain them and impoverish them for me to have more and I think mm -hmm. this is why money has been such a difficult topic for most of us and especially for many spiritual people all over the world you know across cultures is that there's this fear that well if I do allow myself to have money it means that I need to be taking from others and I will impoverish others in order for me to have money but that's only because oh, that's, that's been the dialogue the last 500 years yes. just because of what we have observed it doesn't have right. to be it doesn't have to be true because we had made exchanges yes. and learning about different money systems outside the U.S. and that, which of course that means you actually actually have to study economics to, to know, which mm -hmm. is a whole nother rant about it, like other ideas, but learning about mutual aid and learning about actually mostly like different ideas and history, just knowing basic history, not censored version of how yeah. money works. Like tells me, really, it doesn't have to run like that. Yeah. It doesn't have to run this way. Like, we, a lot we, of things don't have to run the way that they that, run. Yeah, you don't have to. That just, that just knowing it helps. Like, yeah, it doesn't. You know, and it, it, it could happen now. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, and that really, Learned, it's ironically learned the history of debt that really opened. Like, you know, I don't have to run the way it does. It, gives, it can change. You know, I think that's the most important thing. Therefore, I feel like now I'm at a place where what if we can have entrepreneurship as a form, as a form of alchemy of all this pain? Mm. You know, I think yeah. we've already, like, a lot of people have already started doing that. Yes. Um, and, like, doing it seriously. And it's, it's really, really beautiful to see that, you know? And I think that there are conversations that are happening all over the world where entrepreneurs are saying, 
what if what is good for business can also be good for society, that it's not either or, that business and society are not at opposite ends. So I'm mm-hmm. such a believer in that. Like, I, I mean, for me, it makes so much sense that what is good for society is good for business, what is good and uh, what is good for business should be good for society. Because Obviously, if I'm making sure that my employees are earning more and earning above minimum wage and I'm looking after the environment and I'm looking after the community, the earth is going to survive longer, which means that I am going to be around longer. My descendants are going to be around longer. My business has a chance, right? And like, if my employees are getting paid well, that means that they will give birth to children that they can support, take to good schools. And those children will probably keep investing in my product and service and keep buying it, which means that my business is going to keep existing for long periods of time. But often we don't, think like that again because (laughs) I was a pioneer of this like a social enterprise like I was that person (laughs) of supporting these things and now I'm seeing now I'm in now I'm entering the shifting to really supporting a spiritual development realize that I need to mentor leaders to step into their um into their dream architect to their visionary self now at this transition of building my own for me i'm seeing more and more of my peers doing this in various various ways like mostly in the healing work but also more in like even other things like like a lot of people are revamping like you know martial arts culture um as well revamping a lot which is not easy of many places yeah. You know, realizing like, you know, we want we, we want to like not, you know, I mean, right, just right now, like, you know, in in the constant years, like after this pandemic, people realize that oh, I'm quitting my job and 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 come and doing something different because I'm not gonna, I'm just not going to. I mean, not not all of them have unemployment pandemic support, by the way, mm-hmm. but they were willing to do it. So that's so that many people are like, mm, I'm not dealing with this toxic nonsense anymore. Like, thankfully, just, like, like and they're all like, like signing there. They're, they're not giving up, you know. <laughs> like, they're all like, re- they're reflecting, even when they're working as essential workers, are like, mm, this is not really. No, when we're gonna like move on to a di- different a different way of doing things and we're all going to resign like many many are like really are risking that in the middle of still a pandemic after a year because i'm we're not putting up with this yeah and i'm like and i'm like gradually i'm like yes like congratulations for me because i'm like because i'm like especially for I know, I mean, I speak myself that I did have good, like helping vacation rentals, you know, it wasn't an easy job, but I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the 2020 happened and I'm like, I was gonna do like being a therapist anyways, but that accelerated the process. And now this new baby business is born. So this is an example of 
this spiritual business thing is born, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be other things besides that and seeing, I think part of it is triggered that wanting to create and while leveraging their social privilege to do this is seeing how people, even people above them still are so devastated, mm. both below and above yeah. them and how companies yeah. don't care about them or how certain communities don't support the business owner that has been there for them that they're like, you know what, I want to make our, our own life. Yeah. Because I've seen like people below me who are working at large just like treated like crap. And even people above me that have I can I respected are treated horribly mm-hmm. by either by customers or by their company or by their coworker. I'm like, I had enough. And that's where we are like now we're gonna see more and more of this. Like we wanna do like a win-win differently because I don't yeah. wanna keep seeing this. I don't wanna keep seeing this. We got to do something else. And at least mm. I can, all I can do is get myself out of this. Yes. And I, I'm loving that. Like I've been reading up, especially with a lot of uh, friends in the U.S. They're just talking about how like so many people are refusing to go back to work, are walking out of their, out of their jobs. It's um, I think as more as this is happening, it's also forcing corporate to reckon with itself, with its own identity, yeah. with toxic work culture, with underpaying people, all that, because it's like a minimum wage. It's really forcing the corporate space to start thinking about, huh, how have we taken people for granted and how can we start to change? So I really, I can see how all these all the global stuff that's happening is starting to cause a deep reflection within our society. And in different countries, it's causing different reflections in different ways, but oh, that's yeah. fine, right? That's fine. That's okay. So what are the three, my last uh, question to you is, what are the three lessons or meditations in the Money Magic course that you feel have made an impact on your relationship with money? Actually, that's my second last question. So yeah. Don't worry. Um, the the God wound and the invisibility wound. Uh, that's oh. big. And the other big one is really a lot of the inner child. Mm-hmm. And there's many impactful because I have <laughs> seen things flying in my head and the ancestors telling me things more and more. Sure. But I think the <laughs> But I did the most impactful because I did not realize I had a God wound until I did this. I thought yeah. I love divine because I'm always in tune. I'm and I'm always <laughs> in tune. I'm always like faith and activism. I'm I've been that person. So I know it's I, so hard when I tell people to go to the God wound and I usually send the most spiritual or the most religious people, the people that go to church the most or who are <laughs> so like helpful to society. I'm like, start with the God wound because of that, because the, they most likely, they, mo- they are the most unlikely to see that they have a God wound and yet yeah. Because they have such a deep relationship with the divine. Because you're, if you're relationshiping with something, you're going to have many issues and ideas and concepts around it. As yeah, opposed to someone who has probably never relationship with the divine and has never cared. <laughs> you don't have right. as 
deep an issue with the, with the divine because they haven't gone so deep on this relation in this relationship. And that's what is so ironic, right? It's like, right. like I did not know. And I realized, oh my God, it revealed like past lives. It revealed ancestral things because my ancestors yeah. fought violently with yeah. and learning about my own gifts, mm. learning about, I kind of knew um, because I have, so it's not like it's not familiar, but it, and I had been under the mentorship of many people of color mm. and in and aligned white people who have revealed a lot of things. So I've been open by the time I was in the money magic, but mm. it, uh, but it accelerated a lot of things like realizing, Oh, Oh my God. Like, this you have this gift but you also have the somatic fear of your voice publicly because of mm-hmm. with the akash records this 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 both past life and also right away that also because that you have because your ancestors did have connection to priestess leaders and bloodline wise mm-hmm. and past life wise in the past that's also re- and the what has done to your people that's also why you are struggling with this uh, like and <laughs> oh my god and, and that and showing me all that i'm like especially the invisibility but i'm like and that's yeah, like that is, that that's like it made me cry the test where it made me cry and anger and screaming pillows to um of a lot of like tears a lot of like grieving and tears and so i'm gonna be mad at my ancestors even because i'm like what not not at them for what's well, not a fault, but feeling like, why did you just choose toxic wrath to pass on to me to, to transmute in my lifetime? Like, what are you thinking? Kind of thing half of the time. <laughs> why are you so unfair to me? <laughs> yeah, because like, like it's so much yeah. to transmute and crying. I, I cried, not publicly, but I, sometimes it tears me up. You know, the depth of violence that has to be transferred in my body mm. and how that translates to many things. And, and it's not, and some things are not like far away, the effects of it are like not that long ago. Mm. And it's, and it's like, wow, it's a lot. It's, it's, and, and if it weren't for already building the leadership development and healing practice in childhood, like about mm-hmm. since 2014, mm-hmm. uh, about seven, eight, you're going to be eight, seven years. Like it would oh. be hard. It's, it, it, it's, it can be unbearable to see and, and you grief for that. And there's a lot of grief that is coming and it's going to be an ongoing and, and things about myself. Like I did not realize that I, part of the fear besides the goblin is that I knew at this time that the underworld is seen as hell, which is not true, but that's a whole nother episode. And seeing that I, like, spirits, not started. <laughs> spirits are like, you have your past life and your soul when it's born, it's connected to the stars and to the underworld. Mm-hmm. And that is the soul, overall soul energy for every lifetime I am not just because my lifetime is always priestess but it's just that's the energy that's always 
been and in many, many places. And that is also frightening because we're in a time where what is affecting my money is because I'm, I knew in this supposedly spirit that the underworld is not valued and half of the people don't know cosmic energy because they think it's all just light, but cosmic energy is important. And even they're not, they're out of it. That's how out of it, the supposed, uh, I'm in the land of like, you know, new age nonsense. So they don't even know <laughs> cosmic energy, much less underworld. Yes. And I'm the, the soul that have chosen to have star ancestors and chosen to be a lot, to work with the underworld for since it's born, since it's mm -hmm. energy is concepted for many lifetimes because of, mm -hmm. and send it to mastery. And it's like, crap, like this is, I don't, I'm in the wrong, I, I'm, am I in the wrong place over there <laughs> where, where they're all like, like think positively and, and all that. Oh my gosh, this is why I love doing the work that I do because the people that I work with count, like you guys are coming with like, we're here to do the work. We're here to feel the ish, to get into our bodies. Please don't be coming and just confusing <laughs> a healing with just like, ooh, we're just here to think positively and spiritual bypass oppressive systems, pretend things don't exist. So it's, and that is scary. That can be scary dealing with things like working with the underworld, right? In a, world, in, a, in a universe, and I don't know, in this galaxy, because we have, we love vilifying things that we do not understand. No, I mean, right? they don't even know like the cosmic world, like much less the certain planets, which they don't even tap into because they're like, <laughs> So dissociated and out of it. They're such as a dissociated. It's good. It made, well, it, now we're trying to conquer them, right? We're trying to. But you, 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 we're, we're trying to. Uh, they're gonna get. Uh, you know, they're gonna be. You're gonna be killed in space for that. <laughs> yeah, nice try. I, I, mean, I will tell you this, but they don't want to hear it for that no, kind of let's, stuff. Let's leave it. Like, yeah. But but okay, the thing so, is that the energy is like that makes me like okay, how am I showing up if I'm not some stepper wife spiritual like yo yogini with white things on it <laughs> and i don't look like a typical god like that how am i selling my practice like that's like the deep thing i'm like uh, you're selling it by just being yourself yeah that's like the thing that's bringing because up like yoga most people don't even know this but yoga is not a western thing i don't know <laughs> And many African countries have done yoga through time. And yoga is also Asian, right? Like, but it's definitely not a Western concept, but- I know, they don't under even understand yoga. Here, right? But now we're here. Yeah, because, and it's something that I learned a lot when I was living in Sri Lanka, where like the conversations, especially with Sri Lankans was really, really fascinating because it was this deep understanding that what the West terms as yoga. And also I kind of like fall into this and buy into this because hype and sometimes it's just like, <laughs> yes, oh, we all do you know, it. like you want to be but don't, my cry we're, is like, we're repenting of that now it. don't worry <laughs> it's it's all good right. they, and that, those ancestors of right. yoga understand 
they're more understanding you think it's just <laughs> which is that we tend to think it's all about how bendy and flexible you are but yoga is also about how it's about living it's more like a philosophy of life what what you're learning on the yoga mat doesn't start it's not how to bend etc it's about how to breathe through things how to do certain things even in difficulty how to remain in your body even when things are going crazy and not leave your body so it's more about the philosophy and i get that but like i said guys i i do like you know i i'm human i do fall into the instagram live even though i live with mangala in sri lanka and mangala always does the most to remind me listen this is not why you practice yoga. It's not about the bending. It's not about this. It's about how you live your life. And I'm always like, why did my ancestors send me this woman again so that she could just keep <laughs> stopping me from wanting to just do the, all the other stuff and play with other kids and be like other kids? <laughs> yeah, the ancestors remind me like, yeah, you get stars. Like I just get stars because I did like a, a guided sound healing thing with a yeah. person who's a cosmic worker who is who is European and Native American channeler, who's an actual channeler and working yeah. with star energies. And I said the matter energies for healing to get sound. And it's like, no, it's the, 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 the you, you, people who are also do have star ancestors, and it's really all about like coupling your energy and just learning to know how to go up with them. That's really it, you know, and repairing memories. And I'm like, oh, this is this this starseed thing, like, really is, is to just be connected to your star ancestors because that's your spiritual ancestors. That's really it. You don't know what I mean. That's why my head like because like, like I when I did ayahuasca, I saw myself in various galaxies, right? Because so when I first started doing ayahuasca, honest truth, I would complain a lot about being on Earth. Like Earth never felt like my home, right? Like I was always like, this does not feel like home to me. And I and I would always say this to all my friends and say like, I feel like this is not the galaxy that is home for me. And I struggled a lot with it. So when I did ayahuasca, ayahuasca um, like showed me various galaxies that I lived in. And she was like, oh, and also just for fun, here are some galaxies where, that are worse than earth. I was like, whoa, after that, like I got, I, I came out of it. So I was like, um, I'll be okay with earth. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> I, I was like, Nope. These are also alternative galaxies that you could have incarnated to uh, into and that you've incarnated into. And she showed me lifetimes in those galaxies. Phew. So that helped. Yeah, I did. That, that they like get your head. Like it, in this case, I have star yeah. and spiritual ancestors. That's also Earth when I was formed underworld yeah. thing. And that's largely me that I'm like, oh no, oh that's that makes sense that makes sense of the energies like that's why the palladian star collective is asking me like you're you're our descendant as well who is also um, meant to be on earth like it, all i don't these stars work a lot with star ancestors i work star, i mean i didn't know like they're like oh hi yeah you know we're here we're, we're calling when you need us you know oh. they're like 
but this is yeah. like my karmic you know not karma as in like that but that yeah. energy and but it's also right i need to be have faith that that the, the being both underworld and cosmic is is itself a medicine in a mm. world where it's easy to get secure with with colonized spirituality <laughs> practitioners around me oh i like, love what you say, how you call yeah. that colonized spirituality practitioners mm, what a word yeah and i'm like okay like am i like is there something wrong you know this is what I, and then there are all these 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 star being ancestors in the other world like telling me no you're both of them and you're different and you're luckily you have something where they can't see all that but yeah, you know but you know that's why you're not them and honestly they're they're in their la la land that's why you you don't get it that's why you don't get it uh, that's why they don't get you and in a way that's a good thing because that protects you right and they're like okay mm. i guess like it's okay to not get their attention in that regard mm. when i'm Ooh, starting okay. out you can like you've just taken me down a path that i'm not going to open up no let's not do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean that's just learning about the god wound yeah showing me all kinds of things like you know what this you're wow. meant for this that helped me hear them to tell me that you don't have to be those people because yes, you, you know that. that's it you know like you're you're not you're just not mm -hmm. that and be okay with that because that's yeah. you're you're they're telling me that you know like just you're called to enjoy these energies for what they are and mm -hmm. and and let them figure out their way worded ways mm -hmm. let them figure it out you just enjoy us <laughs> and <laughs> everything is good like okay oh, i'll take that I love, it. I love it so my final question is how do people reach you how do they find you? How do they reach you? So just give us your social media links uh, and maybe your Patreon sites. I the way that people can reach you if you feel comfortable with people emailing you, etc. I don't mind emailing me. You can contact me at my Instagram and Facebook pages, embracing the estuary moments. Like you could okay. type that in online. So that's both the same title. And yes. that's the name of the company that's holding the spirit my business um mm -hmm. and my patron is the prophetic muse oh, right now the so prophetic that's muse. okay muse. yes which I is still that. in construction because of things going on so it's not as much updated but it is the but it is the prophetic so my patron is the prophetic muse that's mm -hmm. my patron for all my personal creative things yeah uh, uh and my business is embracing the estuary moments in facebook and instagram embracing so the estuary moments okay and guys yes. we will definitely also share this on in the description so if you're reading the, if you're watching this check out the description of the videos and we'll send you we'll take you to the links for facebook for uh Ceres's, um instagram as well and we'll also share um her well her email we won't put it uh, no she didn't share her email address so oh just, yeah uh, I, you can contact we'll me my work the, email uh, oh i forgot about it uh <laughs> you can contact me my working email at xvilla1228 at gmail.com that's just my general work email 
Okay. It's been 12, uh, 1228. Uh, gmail.com. That's just my general work project email, but okay. you can also contact me. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for coming through and just having a conversation <laughs> with me. And I'm sure there's our life. Whoa, we just got taken down so many parts in this interview. Now. I did. Yeah, I yeah, I would like to get on. It's gonna be about money story and it's just taken to all kinds of things. And it I'm grateful for it right? again. I and I always roll with that because I'm like, spirit, this means this is what we're doing. Like I have questions for the guests, guys, although I know it doesn't <laughs> sometimes it just seems like nope, they just came on and then we'll start on a whole different topic. And we'll never ever get to the questions. And I love that. That's like, thank you. This is like spirit just leading the conversation because this is the conversation that was meant <laughs> to be had today. <laughs> so thank you, property, uh, property. Thank you, money magicians, for yeah. joining us. Thank you, Sarah, once more. And guys, if you enjoyed this interview and you're like, oh my gosh, the Money Magic course sounds so interesting. There are people in there that are doing such interesting things and I want to be part of this tribe. Definitely go to wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic and sign up for the course. And if you're watching this video or uh, listening to the podcast on iTunes, uh, Podbean, uh, Spotify, and uh, the course is not open for registration, get on the waiting list. You'll get all the information when the course does open up for registration. Mm -hmm. And also do leave us a comment on, I uh, do leave us a comment on YouTube and on Podbean, but also like and share this podcast. And also on iTunes, please go give us a five-star uh, five rating and leave mm -hmm. us a review. We'd greatly appreciate it. So thank you. And until next time, we'll see you guys thank next you. week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.